I can stack them hundreds to the roof. I ain't stopping till they stack to the moon. Without me, my family wouldn't have food. Anybody go against me, gotta lose. What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Today, we got a Tuesday podcast for you. It's going to be a little different, though. Before we get into that, um, we still have the iTunes review contest going. If you want to enter, you need to go to iTunes. You need to leave a review. Uh, you need to screenshot the review, and then you need to send it to... Contact at andyfrisella.com. All right. Who was that? Was that was that Vaughn? <laughs> the Impaler. The Impaler? Was that uh, John Von Jovi? Vaughn Halen. Vaughn Halen? Yep. Vaughn Diesel? DJ, DJ God. What's up, dude? Have we had this discussion? To, uh, do you like Vin Diesel? I don't know him. Well, he's kind of a poor man's rock, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think you could compare him. No, I, I know. Well, Vin Diesel's like a little dude. Yeah, you know, the rock's yeah. like the rock. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know if it would be considered an honor to have the nickname Von Diesel. Oh, I don't know. I mean, dude, he's all right. Yeah. I like him in the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's good. So I don't do we... think they like each other though. I think they got in like a big fight in the last movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure The Rock would win that fight. No, I mean, like, I think they actually got in a fight. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like literally? I saw the Rock post something on Instagram about it. Huh? And I don't know if uh, they ever squashed that or what. But Interesting. The Rock would definitely fucking smash that dude's face. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So you mentioned we're doing something different. Yeah, we are. Um, today. We are going to do a Q&A episode, which we haven't done in like three years. Uh, so uh, this should be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we always get lots of good questions from our listeners, and um, we don't really take the time to answer them on our podcast, uh, mostly because if you listen to all the podcasts, you'll find the fucking answer. Right. But we decided we'll get a little more uh, specific today and answer some actual detailed questions Um uh, that some of you guys have had. I think it's, it should be fun. Yeah, and I, I made a concerted effort to uh, mix these up a little bit where some of them was specifically entrepreneurship and some of them were mindset slash... Yeah, it all goes together, yeah. man. It's like peanut butter so, and jelly. So the first one is, Andy, if you could boil everything down, what's the one quality you look for in who you choose to hire, and then why did you choose that quality? Uh, look, man... There's a, there's a lot of qualities you need to look for, to be completely honest. If I had to boil it down to one, um, it, I couldn't. I don't think I could. Mm. Uh, there's, two, there's two that I think are super important. One is humility, okay? Someone who is willing to do the littlest, the littlest task, no matter what it is. Um, whether that be sweeping the floor, whether it be taking the trash out, I mean, you would be surprised how many people will say shit like, oh, that's not my job. You know, that's not what I'm hired to do. And, uh, you know, if I could take the fucking trash out or wipe the pee droplets off the seat, you can too. Mm -hmm. So I think finding someone who's humil who's humble and willing to do anything, whether you're hiring them as an executive or whether you're hiring them as a warehouse worker, um, your executives should be willing to do every fucking job that's that's in the company 
I'm not saying they should know how, but they should be willing to if, if the if the need arises. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think that's a huge deal. Uh, I think the other thing is is um, well, and the other thing that goes with humility is the ability to learn. People who are humble and they don't think they're that good, they're they'll fucking listen when you're teaching them shit. You know what right. I mean? So um, I like people that are moldable in that way because that way uh, they're willing to learn, and then when you show them how to do something, they'll do it no matter mm-hmm. what it is. You know what I mean? And and dude, that's that's uh, and obviously the second one would be like you know their abilities um, <clears throat> to show that they can work hard. Right. Um, if you can learn and you're willing to work, there's really no limit to where you can go. Uh, the problem most people <laughs> is that they don't want to work and they can't be fucking told anything. You know, they think they know everything. They they're too good for certain things, um, and then you know they're not willing to work hard, and that's why they can't get a fucking job. So I'm just curious, if you came across somebody that you knew that they had a killer work ethic and they were teachable, it, that literally would trump somebody who was college educated and very, very intelligent? Dude, I don't give a fuck about somebody's college degree. What about their intelligence? I, I don't really need people to be that smart either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I have my smart people in our company. We know what to create. We understand how this works and we understand, I don't need intelligence I right. need people that can learn how to execute the way that we do so that we could scale the company, right? Mm-hmm. And most people who are intelligent are not humble about it. They think they're fucking smart. Dude, I got motherfuckers all the time that like think I'm an idiot still because they have a degree and I don't. You know, and I'm like looking at them like with a, <laughs> like where how are you but dude, academia they fucking value that. Yeah. You know, people who are academics at heart, like they will fucking look at you like you're a tub of shit if you don't have a degree. Yep. You know, and the truth is, is like they could be driving a fucking piece of shit, making forty thousand dollars a year, but is, but if you're not fucking educated, they don't give a shit. They think you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I actually think that academia is also a place where you have a lot of people who can who can memorize a ton of information and process Dude, it, let's be real. but they have no common sense and they don't know how to draw the right conclusions. I, I call them brilliant fools. Dude, come They're on. They're brilliant fools. Brilliant people are people that can take shit that doesn't exist and create it. Right. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's okay? true. Reading some fucking shit out of a book and being able to recite it or take a test, that's robotic. That's sheeple. That's sheep. That's people who are being taught by other people, by our culture, how to follow fucking directions. Mm-hmm. And you know why that's valuable? Because people need people that can follow fucking directions. Okay? So there is... I prefer people that don't have degrees. If you're gonna get, if we're gonna get real honest, because people that have degrees have entitlement issues. They think they should get paid more. They think sh- they should have to work less. And like that's not the way the world is these days. The world is, you know, thirty years ago, yeah, twenty years ago, maybe, ten years ago, not very much. And now, for sure, for certain, unless you're gonna be a fucking physician or an attorney or an architect, getting a college degree is a fucking waste of time. And I know everybody out there with a degree just got their feelings fucking hurt. But, dude, your shit isn't worth anything anymore. It might be worth at corporate America where you can go make fucking forty dollars or $50,000 a year and get a 401k and a fucking insurance. It might be able to get you that. So if, it, if, that's, what, if that's where you want to be, which isn't probably the people listening to this, great. Okay? But your degree serves value in that way. But to, to, to truly excel... It's fucking worthless. Dude, That's the truth. You know what this reminds me of is goodwill hunting. 
you know the scene where they're in the bar. They're yeah, in the and bar. Fucking yeah. blonde guy tries to big league him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, you know, he doesn't know that Matt Damon is like this fucking genius. He's getting offered six figure jobs. You yeah. know, and he's a yeah. janitor. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a friend of mine who's a deacon who uh, his dad ran some sort of major aerospace industry company, and he went away. My friend went away. This he's a lot older, so this happened like in the '60s. But my friend went away to college, came back, graduated from college. Was going to go work for his dad. Was real excited. First day of the uh, job. He's like, so dad, where's my office? His dad's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I just got a degree. I, I assume that you're going to install me as like some sort of executive vice president or something. He goes, no, you're going to start in the, the most entry level job and work your way up. And I'm not going to give you a job just because you're a degree or, or you're my son. And it made all the difference Dude, in the world to him. Vaughn, that's one of the biggest lies that's told. It's one of the biggest lies that's told. That if you go get a degree, your life would be cake. And you, you don't have to worry about it because you're going to get a... Pay. Dude, you know how many motherfuckers got a hundred grand in college debt, can't get a fucking job? Right. Yeah. Dude, you got to think about how this is. Let's ta- let's take a 10,000-foot view of society 20 years ago versus today. 20 fucking years ago in 1998, okay? You, you have to understand that the internet was brand fucking new. Okay, no regular people knew about it. No companies used it. Nobody, I mean, dude, nobody really knew what it was or how it was going to work or whatever, right? So, and the if you take it back 10 more years, okay, to 88, how would people, how, like if you didn't go to school, you were literally uneducated because the information wasn't anywhere where someone could go get it. Right. Okay. <laughs> So, like, the information was at the university, or you would go to the library and read everything. I guess you could do that, but it wasn't convenient. Now, all the information in the, in the earth, they, I mean, dude, you can look up literally anything on the internet and learn it, either on Google or YouTube, okay? It's a completely different way that information is laid out, and, dude, the people now who are great at what they do, they're fucking self-taught. This motherfucker has a six-figure career sitting here at the table with us because he taught himself how to fucking edit video and do creative on fucking YouTube. Right. He doesn't have a degree for camera shit. You know what I'm saying? That's the <laughs> world, yeah. dude. Yeah, so yeah. how? So let me, let me ask you something. How can a university <laughs> sell information to people right now when the information that they're selling is not up to date because the way that our society is growing is at a faster rate at what the skills that are being taught in school. So, hey, come pay me a hundred grand for shit that's going to be outdated by the time you graduate. Does that sound like a good deal? Nope. No, it's not. So the, the, the whole, the business of colleges and education, I say business because that's what it fucking is, is in big, deep shit right now. They're in deep shit. Unless you want to be a physician, unless you want to be, you know, a CPA or some sort of professional career, but like the general business degree and all that shit, that shit's over. Right. You know, the worst part is because I've talked, I want to say at least five people out of continuing with school. You know, they've hit me up through DMs or whatever, but most people that are in school know they don't need it, but they stay in it. Because it's what they're supposed to do. It's what they're supposed to do. That's how most people are. They're so afraid to hurt their parents or their relatives, friends, feelings. That, dude, look, when I started my business, because you got to remember, dude, when I started my business, if you didn't have a degree, you were a fucking retard. 
Okay? Like, when I started my business, there was only one motherfucker that fucking believed in me, and that's my dad. That's it. Everybody else is like, dude, you quit school to start a fucking vitamin store? You're a fucking idiot. You get now yeah. now at least you can now at least there's other examples of people like a lot of people who have self-taught and created careers for themselves. The the also back whenever, you know, when I was 20 years old or 19 18 years old, most companies were still where like if you don't have a degree, you can't even work here. Right. Okay. Now most companies say bachelor's degree preferred, but I can promise you one thing. If you can go in there and demonstrate your skill set being higher and you don't have a degree, you're still going to get fucking hired because companies are starting to get it. Right. And dude, when companies really fully accept that you don't have to have a degree and you could be self-taught, the schools are going to be fucked. 100%. I, I mean, the internet has done a lot of things, but not the least of which has made the market even more of a meritocracy where it's, where it's, you know, back in the day, there was the gatekeepers. Like, if you wanted to do something, you had to get somebody's permission. But now, because of the internet and because of the different, you know, low cost platforms, you don't have to ask anybody's permission anymore. Right. So it's, that's another reason why you don't have to go to school. So, uh, following up, another question about uh, hiring. One of our listeners asks Andy. Everybody knows it's incredibly difficult to find good help, and yet you say that you regularly tell your new hires how hard it's going to be. Could you explain your? Like how hard the job its first form is going to be. Can you explain your your philosophy on that? Yeah, there's twofold. Number one, people want to be fucking challenged because it's honorable. People want to be proud of their job. They want to think, holy shit, dude, I've got this hard job, and guess what? I'm good at it. That's how you're going to attract good people. Okay. Secondly, I want them to expect it to be way fucking harder than it really is. So so like dude the lazy motherfuckers will quit they won't even take the job you know what i mean so yeah my philosophy is a it instills a sense of pride okay just like when you buy a fucking rolex or a fucking lamborghini or bmw you're proud of the car because you know it's hard to get well if you make your job seem like it's really hard to get which ours is here it's very hard um but you can there was a time when i faked that right like i made it sound more prestigious than it was and you know, it filters out the shit and keeps you people who are hungry. You go through three interviews to work for your retail store. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Kind of con- in connected with that is that I know you've heard, you've said before, like when people say, "Yeah, but I'm in a dire situation where I've got so much work and I'm falling behind." You've said before that it's always better to be understaffed with quality employees than overstaffed with idiots. So I think so. Talk about that. Yeah, I think so because, dude, if you have everything's based off word of mouth. Every fucking interaction that you have with a customer, whether it be in the stores or you're on your retail site or through social media, wherever the fuck it is, is all going to result in a story that customers tell. Okay, that's that's what your business you're you're in the story creating business, whether no matter what it is you sell right now, you're in the story creating business. Okay, and what's the story creating business? That's helping people solve a problem with your product or your service that makes them tell a story about, in a way that makes them tell a story about it. So, you know, if you staff your company with a bunch of people that don't give a fuck and they suck, their their ability to create stories for your company is going to be very, very limited. If you have people that care, um, they're going to be able to do that. But the bigger aspect of what we're talking about here is like, Culture is such a huge part of your company. If you hire in people just to fill spots because you need bodies, they're going to dilute the culture. 
right? And that's going to be hard to recover from because when you get one cancerous person and they start affecting the second or third or fourth or fifth other guy that you've already had there with their negative attitude, you're going to have a real problem, you know? So not only will you be short staffed more, you're going to lose your quality people. So, uh, yeah, you have to be very, very conscious of the people that you bring in and the people that you cultivate and their attitudes. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. So switching uh, gears here a little bit, uh, this girl says, Andy, everybody knows you as a successful guy. Can you share a specific example of a time you failed and what do you did you learn from that? I mean, dude, I fail every week. Like every week I'm learning something new. So I mean like... Um, there a massive mistake you made early in life or early in, in the entrepreneur journey? Yeah, I think the biggest... I, I think... So when we were younger, like in the, in the retail store, like when I'm talking like 2000, 2001, two, three, four, um, before we really got it together, I was all, I was always looking at other things. And I think a lot of people do this, like they're starting their business. They've got a business up and running, but they're constantly looking for other businesses also that might be a quicker, faster way. Um, I spent years doing that where I was looking at you know, other businesses to start that could be more lucrative and this and that instead of focusing my energy on our actual company. And one of those times we actually started a new company um, and it took us $20,000 to get it off the ground. And that was all the money we fucking had, like all of our savings between me and Chris. And then uh, it ended up failing within 30 days. Like it was done. And, and dude, and then we didn't have any other option, but to focus on what we had because we hadn't, it was really a blessing um, because it made us focus on our retail stores and how to get good there. You know, if I hadn't spent the four or five years I spent looking for other shit, you know, we probably would have been four or five years ahead. But I guess it was necessary to teach me that lesson, you know. So I would say the lesson was keep your eyes focused on your own shit and stay dedicated to what it is you're working on. Figure out how to win with that versus trying to let spread your attention around to other different things. And this is a dangerous thing because right now everybody's seen the meme that says regular – entrepreneur millionaires have seven streams of income. That's fucking bullshit. Okay. That's a bullshit thing. Now establish entrepreneurs that maybe have been in the game for 30 fucking years. That might be true. But in the beginning, it's not seven different things. It's one thing because Mm -hmm. dude, who you're competing against is dedicating all their energy into their thing. And if you have only one sixth of your energy, because you're focusing on trying to run six different things, that guy's going to kick your ass. You know, you're not that good. You're overestimating uh, your own skill and underestimating other people's. Do you think that coincides with the other thing that you learned? Like when you were doing like the multiple different uh, companies, did that coincide with you just going for the money grab? And then when you did switch over to wanting to provide value, did that also help you focus in on just one thing? Um, Like, is that connected? Yeah, but it took me a long time to have it really connected. Okay. Because like, I didn't really figure out how to go all in on helping people and helping them find a solution and making them create uh, ha- happy results and, and ha- tell stories about our company until like 2010. So this was probably 2005, four. And then, Jeff. so there was still, I'm a stubborn dude. It takes me a long time <laughs> to learn shit. You know what I mean? Um, but that was the beginning of it for sure. Good stuff. Okay, a couple more questions. Andy, you've been very uh, vocal about how the most important thing in sales is to align intent and that people rely too much on gimmicky, quote-unquote, techniques and formulas. Uh, that being said, are there any tried-and-true sales techniques that you think are actually legit and can be used ethically? 
let me let me explain something to you. Um, first off, the same reason that education is available everywhere now is is with all information. Everything's available everywhere. All right. So what does that mean? Humans 20 years ago were not exposed to the amount of information or people that they are now. And humans are incredibly smart, incredibly uh, intuitive, sophisticated beings. All right. So 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, all these great salespeople had all these fucking sayings and techniques, how to fucking, you know, prospect and close and all this other shit. And the reason it worked was because people were not developed to the point where they are now. Now you have people who are bombarded by the more you see something, the more you recognize it. Right. So now they're bombarded by pitches every single fucking day and all these cheese dick old school sales techniques that everybody thinks they still are still valuable. People are bombarded by that shit every day. So what happens? They become aware of it and then they're able to recognize it. And the reason that stuff doesn't work right now is because people are more aware of what it is people are doing. They know when they're being sold. Every single one of you guys listening right now knows when someone's going to sell you by the time they say, hey, how you doing? Okay. They, you know, but 30 years ago, it wasn't like that. So that stuff worked back then. Now people have to trust you first before they're going to buy from you. They have to like you and it's got to be genuine. So the quickest way to do that is to do what? To actually be genuine and to actually look out for your customer's interests and to actually help them solve a problem. So the truth of it is, is are there any sales techniques that are still effective? Sure, there are. But there's no sales techniques out there that you really need to use if you're intense in the right spot. If you're intense in the right spot, you can have a simple conversation with someone, figure out what it is they need, show them how to solve their problem with your product, educate them, and and build a real relationship with them because the game, guys, isn't today's sale. And that's the danger of using these techniques is that you're worried about today's sale. Well, that's not the game. The game is what's this person going to buy from me for the next fucking 30 years or the next 40 years? Well, to get them to buy from you for the next 40 years, guess what? You can't fuck up the first one by looking at what you're going to get out of it today. Okay, so yes, there's techniques that probably work, okay, but they're only going to continue to work for a short amount of time and you're really shooting yourself in the foot by not creating that lifetime value that you're going to have. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. I uh, We always draw the analogy between sales and relationships and, you know, it's been said many times that if you have a good dude who's genuinely a good person and, they, and he approaches a girl and, you know, delivers a line, we'll say, if the girl knows his heart's in the right place, it, who cares if the line's not the perfect line? But the flip side of that is you could have the other dude who's completely, you can you can tell he's a creepster or whatever, he's he's read all the quote-unquote pickup lines, and, uh, and the girl will know inner heart, okay, this guy's a loser. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if he has the perfect formula. If he's a loser, he's a loser. You People know? are highly tuned right now. Yeah. And they're only going to get better. Yeah. So they're highly tuned bullshit detectors. So unless you're somebody who's been doing it for 40 fucking years, you're probably not going to be real, have a lot of luck with the lines, the techniques of sales and shit. Right. You're way better off just learning your own style through having conversations. 
And I know there's people out there that will disagree with that, but we'll let the next 20 years tell the fucking story. Yeah, and to your point that you've made before, um, there are also techniques and formulas that might work today, but they're not going to work in the long term as word gets around about you. That's right. You know. That's right. Yeah. That's why if you just worry about fucking solving their problems the right way and doing the right thing by your customers to take care of itself. Yeah, definitely. So this next question, I I, I think I understand it. Um, maybe you can help me understand it. But it's, Andy, how do you correct your culture when you yourself do something maybe publicly that is totally inconsistent with your culture. And I think they're probably talking about their something that happened in their own business. But he says, um, like lashing out in unjustified anger at employees and you have to apologize. How do you, essentially, how do you get your culture back on track when you're the one who derailed it? Oh, dude, you got to hold yourself accountable. Okay. You know, and you got to fucking say, hey, you know what? I, I screwed up there. I made a mistake. And uh, I'm sorry to you guys. I let you guys down and you got to eat it. And, you know, not many people are willing to do that. They're not willing to do that. (laughs) There's been a number of times where I've made mistakes in our company and I've had to apologize to our team. It's just part of the deal. You know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to you're going to do things that you're not proud of. You're going to do things that maybe aren't in line with your culture. And the minute you realize that that wasn't the right thing to do, you got to fucking call the troops together and say, hey, guys, look, this is what I did. Uh, I fucked up. Uh, it was totally not in line with what we're about, and you know I'm going to be better next time, and that's it. I think I think people don't realize that most people are very forgiving, and most people yeah. most people respect someone well, who admits when they're wrong. What can you do other wrong. than that? Yeah, right. You know, you got to own it. The problem is, is most people aren't willing to own it, or they halfway own it. You know what I mean? They'll go in and they'll say, "Oh, you know, I know I kind of messed up, but but you know, it is what it is. I'm the boss." Like they'll right, fucking right, like right. it's like some bullshit right. cop out. No, you're in service to your team. You're in service to your employees. You don't, people don't realize that the reason that your company is successful is likely not because of what you do. It's what they do. Now you might've thought of the ideas and the systems and all the shit, but they're still the ones that got to execute it. So when you let them down, dude, you've, you got to correct it right away. Right. That also goes back to what you're saying about the importance of hiring people who are humble, because hopefully if, if your whole team and your whole culture is one of humility, they understand that even the boss makes mistakes yeah. and that we can learn from everybody. Well, you know, the problem so. is most quote unquote bosses are not willing to admit mistakes. Right. That's the problem. They're not humble enough. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they think that if they admit a mistake, that it devalues them with their team when in, when in reality it makes their team value them more. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So last question, this has been kind of the rage. Well, not, maybe not for a while, but the this, rage, the rage, did I say something? That's I'm, some old people shit right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this guy just asked, Andy, what's your why? What do you mean? I've said that a million times on here. What's my... I, dude, first of all, I cannot fucking stand when people say that. All right? That's like a popular thing to say because fucking uh, Simon Sinek wrote his Start With Why book. And everybody's like, oh, start with... What's your fucking why? All right, dude. Look, I want to be the best in the fucking world. I want to make sure that all my my employees, the guys who have been loyal to me, the guys who fucking work here, are set up for their fucking lives. Mm-hmm. And they're taking care of their families. I have huge responsibility, and I take it real fucking serious. Okay? Um, I want to have lots of fucking money. I want my employees to have lots of fucking money. Okay? I want to be recognized as the most influential personal development person in the history of the fucking earth. That's my why. Okay? Now, other people say, oh, it's my fucking kids, and oh, it's this, and oh, it's that. <laughs> That ain't big enough, motherfuckers. You ain't doing 
that that's a big problem. People think like, oh, well, they I see this all the time. They post a picture of their fucking kids. Or, this is my why. Well, if this is your why, why the fuck are you broke? Why? It's not real. That's what they're supposed to say. People aren't afraid. People people are terrified to fucking say what their real why is. And the real why is what's going to get you to success. I just hate that whole fucking book. It's a good book, but it's like everybody reads it says the same thing. What's your why? Fucking hate that. What's your motivation? <laughs> well, you what's had a good your, answer. What's your reason for wanting to be? Right. Why do you do all this shit? Like it's like a trendy thing to say. It just drives mm-hmm. me fucking crazy. You know, it is interesting. You just you you said though that most people are not honest about their why. They're not, and they're because not. Their, their why is their why is what what like they they formulate this shit in their head that they think would be acceptable to say in their church. Mm-hmm. And their church would mm-hmm. clap for them and say, Oh, you're such a good person, John. I'm so proud of you. Right? They don't get the job done. Right. It reminds me of uh, when Gene Simmons was asked about his creative drive, and he goes, uh, I do it for the women. And he's probably telling the truth. <laughs> he is telling the truth. Yeah. I mean, but it's refreshing, it's right? Joke. It's not. No. no. He, I think he was totally serious, but it's refreshing. The honesty is refreshing. Dude. So. I mean, like, people don't like to hear that shit. They don't like to hear that, you know, like, dude, I got fucking, dude, I got the most rewarding job in the world, dude. I get to transform motherfuckers. Whether through my company physically or whether through my podcast mentally. All day long. That's all I do is make people better. That's all I fucking do. My employees, my fucking people, my customers in first form, you guys listening. I dedicate my whole life to making people better. It's pretty fucking rewarding. So that's my fucking why. And what I'm going to get out of that is a lot of fucking money and a lot of fucking fun and a jet that nobody else could fly on and fart in my fucking seats. All right. That's what I'm going to get. You know, I could get that shit now if I wanted it. Vaughn's going to try. No. No sharding. But the point is, is like, I just do that. Like, I see all these motherfuckers online talking about that shit and never doing anything. Mm -hmm. If your why really is your fucking little kids, don't you think you owe it to them to be as financially successful as you possibly fucking can? Instead of like saying like, oh, here's my why. And it's you and your kids sitting on a cooler in your fucking driveway while you're drinking a fucking bush. Right. Because that's what I fucking see. I see bullshit. Absolutely. I mean, what do you think? No, I agree with you. I think think there's a lot of people that use... uh, feel good motivations as an excuse for half-assing life yeah dude for sure and those people are the first ones to say it's money isn't everything why do you have those nice cars you could fucking drive a toyota you know what motherfucker because i feel badass when i drive a lamborghini and i don't when i drive a toyota right (laughs) and that's the fucking truth right now i i do have to say that and then those people will say well you must have a small dick well (laughs) (laughs) whatever whatever the fuck you want to think but i'm doing all right but that is not to say, you know, like a good example of somebody who I think backs it up is I, I think your your brother has talked about how much he's motivated by his family. But look at Sal. Look at his motivation. Yeah, but Sal look also at, fucking hustles balls. That's what I'm saying. And that's makes what a I'm lot saying. of fucking money. So I'm not I'm definitely not and saying that. And by the that, way, that motherfucker has nice shit too. Right. You know what well, I'm no, saying? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying a there's a guy. A lot of his nice shit people never see. Right. There's a guy who who says his family is his motivation, but and, then he backs it up yeah, with, dude, with with hard, the hardest the working hard dude work. I know. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. and he's making sure, you know, uh, that 
his kids are fucking provided for and live a proper life and do all that shit. It's all the shit people talk about, except he's doing it. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, honestly, those are all the uh, questions we have for now. We, I think we knocked out about 40 minutes of questions. So that's pretty straightforward. Why don't you, why do you, the Bible says money is the root of all evil. <laughs> I thought you were mocking me at first. I was no, like, the Bible what? says it. No. So it's evil. It says the love, but we'll get into that. You know what? Some other. That guy, Hey, I hear this all the time. Andy, those fucking cars are so cool. And then when I drive away, yeah, that guy's got a little dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, that's fucking people, man. They got something to say about fucking everything. They're full of shit. 99% of them are fucking full of shit, even to themselves. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking truth. Well, that's the biggest thing. They're lying to themselves yeah, more than anybody the else. Yeah. You know, and the, yeah. and if you're going to lie to yourself, you're never going to find success because, dude, you're never going to take the actions in real life in front of everybody, in front of God, in front of your family that are going to get you what the fuck it is you really want. You got to be real, dude. Right. People talk. Yeah. They don't act. Yeah. And, you know, money's the root of all evil. <laughs> dude, I want to slap the motherfuckers that say that every fucking time. Right. People who don't have it usually say that. Dude, look. I'm just glad the people that listen to this podcast are fucking intelligent humans. You didn't have to be to listen yeah. to it. Because all the fucking sheeple, they would get so mad. Like, we should just invite all the sheeple to come listen to the podcast. <laughs> like a live broadcast? You know what's funny is when we started the podcast, like, we used to get a lot more fucking haters. Like, people would be like, dude, fuck you, blah, 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 blah. And now those people have all weeded out. So, like, now it's, it's just- true. Yeah, now it's it just true. like- It's our core group. You know, it's you guys listening who are fucking- you know, savage motherfuckers in your own little ways, you know, and it's cool. It is true. You know what I mean? I uh, I, I had, had to stop listening because you cuss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You probably don't have what it takes, bro. Well, I lost a, uh, I lost a bet to Drew because I was, you know, I, I told you this, but guys, if you're not aware, we have this uh, thing that we, that Andy and Ed Milet started called the Arate Accelerator. And, um, also called, started one called the Arte Syndicate. But in the Arte Accelerator, there's really, really exceptional people who are killing it. And uh, last minute, as you might expect, um, Andy has a lot of moving parts on his uh, on his schedule. So we had to make a slight adjustment to, to the schedule of something. And I told Drew, one of the guys that works in our office, I said, all right, I will buy you a case of beer if less than five people complain about this. Because I thought... You know, we're changing up the schedule. People are going to complain. No, but those are all our people. Almost a thousand people in the group. We did not get a single complaint. Yeah, which means we know how to. There we, are know, we know how to cultivate our people. No, the, no, yeah. these are we didn't cultivate them. They're just fucking. They're people who think right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's amazing, and look, man. There's all kinds of other podcasts. But that's insane. You know, just not have a single complaint about that. I was shocked. Ah, oh, dude, I'm not. I'm not shocked. Neither yeah. is Drew, obviously. Yeah. So the point of it is, dude, is you have to remember that. Like, there's messages for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like when you were in church, there's different churches for every single person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, all the all the dumb people go to other churches. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, the intelligence of our fucking followers is really good. No, it is really good. Yeah, and I, really I always good. love meeting them and talking to them. Because, they're dude, they're all, they get it. They're realists. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like... For sure. You know, these are just people, the people here, that, like, dude... They get it. They just want to know, you know, they want to know more of how to how to get there. Right. You know what I mean? For sure. Well, that's that's all I got. 
Anything else you want to add? You have any more questions? No, I'm fun. Well, I know. We're having fun yelling at people. We'll uh, we'll <laughs> we'll uh, we'll do another Q and A here, maybe in another month or so. Yeah, money is the root of all evil. <laughs> What's your why? And dude, that wrote that question. I'm not making fun of you, dude. Like, I appreciate the question. I just fucking hate that saying <laughs> because I feel like it's a saying like fucking losers use. Like, I don't hear any successful motherfucker saying this is my why. I just don't hear him saying it. Yeah. I never heard of it until that fucking book came out, which is, by the way, a pretty good book, but it's common sense. Like, it basically talks about how to fucking... <sighs> it's basic shit. Yeah. Just leave it at that. Poor guy's going to go home after listening to this and be like, Andy hates me. No, I, I love everybody in here. <laughs> at least once a month. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs>